0: Welcome to the most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Featuring at least three different books every week. Starring Martha Steele, the weirder the book, the better. Vonnie Golden, historical fiction with a side of trauma porn. Megan Runyon, reading YA, and whatever her current fixation is. These people are passionate about books, be a little too passionate plotting world domination one book at a time they are three book girls so I
1: keep everything.
0: <laughs> Everything. Everything. Man, I'm not nervous now at all. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was listening to uh, the episode you guys did with S.A. Crosby's book, which, by the way, I'm with you. Oh, Fantastic my gosh. Book. I know, right? Um, and when you started with Lipstick and spanks, I was like, I don't know that I'm going to have a lot to contribute to this conversation. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> and then well, you start talking about Leslie Jones And men took a real serious hit in that deal It's like <laughs> hi may need to...
1: We tend to go The direction of whoever's in the room <laughs> Oh so, well, that
0: could be trouble for everybody, too, then. We're not going <laughs> be, <laughs> to beat you over
1: the head with feminist I do uh, appreciate that. literature, I promise. That no. would we'll be nice. <laughs> a little How long Not a lot. I don't so know
0: that I believe that, but <laughs> uh, here we are.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's probably why some of them never came back, <laughs>
0: right? You mentioned you didn't do it very often, and now I'm starting to understand why. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> in the early days, we would just grab whoever we could find around <laughs> right. and beg them them to come in and do the show right mostly it's more and more difficult to find a guy that can talk about books and that's the bottom line I'm your that's guy. that's why we tend to go to the girly topics so much because we just never find yeah, a guy now
2: yeah. Yeah. our our social media statistics also say that
0: what's <laughs> funny is so do mine
2: <laughs> uh-huh. hey, so you see see you yeah. have to understand Basically, that Basically,
0: I'm talking to my mom most of the time is what I figured <laughs> out. So. And she loves the show.
2: Well, there
1: you go. She loves our show?
0: She listened and she was like, oh, they're a lot of fun, but I, I don't know if I can do the language all the time. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's,
2: that's, that's us. That's us. Which we should probably introduce,
1: oh, Jay, yeah. this
2: new voice that no one, that they've heard. <laughs> with... You know, Megan tends to... <clears throat>
1: You're not paying attention. Yes. Jay Hall is with us. He is the owner slash operator of Okie... Bookcast. That's it. And we were on his show. What? What? August. August. Yeah. Oh my god! It has been. I know. that long it's, <laughs> it's been that long. It's taken a well, minute. Well, to be fair, I did have cancer during that time. <laughs> oh well. So.
0: That, we'll, Can we just pull we'll the cancer it. card I, on no, the gas yeah, I know, you know, just right? dropped that one hard. <laughs> no. No,
3: you know how true. how new parents, whenever they can't go somewhere, they're like, "Oh, the kid is sick." <laughs> Now, Martha's now is a uh, oh I had cancer.
1: Well, those were the dead months, you know, because I was so hyper focused on that. Sure, I yeah. wasn't worrying about anything else or thinking about anything else. And Understandably, yeah, you know, I'm just giving you that. Sense. Yeah, that's kind of true though. I did there for a while.
2: Well, and then that. last week we were like last minute. We were like oh we should have called Jay. We had only three of us. And so then this week when it was three of us again, we're like, we're calling him right Perfect. now.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I'm so fired up to be here.
2: Yay. We're excited to have you. Well, like I said, it's
1: not very often that we find a guy we can actually have a great book conversation with. It's Well, very great
0: re- has put the bar pretty high, but I'm going to give it what I got.
1: Better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Which That's, is what we get most of the time. going to put that on time. my <laughs> tombstone. It's, he was better than nothing. <laughs> better
2: than nothing. <laughs>
0: the seal oh
1: my gosh that's <laughs> hilarious spending all of this evening talking about fakers Bakers. Be- bakers. bakers. Um, basically there was this big to-do this week about an author
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: did you read about that the whole
0: goodreads yes yes review bombing thing yes. yes
1: kate corian and she was a debut author she basically just burnt down her entire career for being a bitch yes yes <laughs> cuz she went on to all of these different other author sites under false names and like get, Brent Spiner like and, and gave <laughs> terrible reviews to her competitors
0: well yeah. and wasn't it it wasn't just bad reviews i mean like she moved into some i understood there were some racist stuff getting <gasps> said oh and, no, I don't want to... No, you could be right. I didn't read that deep. but I... You could
2: be correct. We didn't read all of it. Just the
0: Twitterverse was saying that it wasn't just the review bombing, but some of the content of the reviews... Oh, wow. ...took it to a whole other level. That's crazy. So well, even and... if it's not true, That's great gossip. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can
3: only get away with that stuff when you're a big name like, you know, Rowling.
0: <laughs> Not even then, because they no. won't come for you. They
3: don't let her get away <laughs> no. with any of that know.
0: shit either. No.
2: And she had a big deal with like a Luma Crate, which is a book
0: subscription yeah, box. Yeah yeah.
2: That they posted almost immediately and were like, goodbye. Oh,
0: everybody was like, man, we're done
2: with this. Yeah. Best of luck. She dropped her publisher, her agent dropped her, all within yeah. hours.
1: I can't even imagine. When you've worked so hard
2: to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But you worked so just, hard to fuck everybody yes. over to get there, right. and, and then you're just like, "Let me light this kerosene." Well, it just see.
0: makes you wonder what else went on that was sketchy to get to that point. I mean, I have no True. idea, but let's just go ahead and throw it all the way out there. Yeah,
2: why not? Yeah. Oh and someone said there's they had a 32 page like Excel sheet of all of the aliases that were connected wow. to her. She used people like Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner is not getting on Goodreads and giving anybody reviews. That man's got better shit to do. You don't know
1: that. He might be into that. Maybe he that's maybe. how we found out. Maybe that's how they uncovered it. I don't
2: know. He's like, wait a minute. I didn't say that. Brent
1: Spiner <laughs> is an author. That's
2: true. Like, if I were another like debut author and Brent Spiner got on and gave me like a one star review, I'd be like, first of all, I'm rude. <laughs> yeah. But Second
0: also, of all, thanks for reading it, Brent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
2: Be like, I don't know how that book ended up in your hands. <laughs> I think that. For
3: me, if even if it was a one-star review, I'd be like, "Yay, he read Br- my, book. Br- Br- <laughs> read
0: my Data book! read my book!"
3: <laughs> yeah, but like, oh my god, they
1: like me! They really
2: <laughs> like me! I always think about that too with hackers. Like, if if she spent half as much time being like a productive citizen of Goodreads, seriously, how much good could she have done versus taking the that much time you and energy what, to be an asshole? You
1: know what? If if that. I think you that is a true sociopath.
2: Yes. Move.
1: That I mean at that point that person is not capable of any of the things you just said.
2: That's true. That's true.
1: I mean that really requires a lot of
2: extra thought.
0: Well, especially if you're talking about 32 pages worth of aliases. So it's not like they jumped yeah. on a couple and, yeah, just, eh, let's just see what happens. Yeah. There was some planning it, That involved. was a TikToker
2: who you put it what? together that she got on TikTok. She's like, "I have the receipts. Wow. I have I will I will Google inbox you. Like Dropbox you my Dang. spreadsheet.
1: Friends, <laughs> friends listen to this. This would be the best freaking book.
0: It would be a really good <laughs> it book. Really what?
1: One of us should write that book. We we'll start typing right <laughs> now. Yeah, We're start talking. Start typing. Main character is yes. this chick. <laughs> She's well, probably a serial killer on the
2: side. Maybe something crazy. Well, <laughs> and like she that. was writing like sci-fi or fantasy or like.
1: Hey, don't just do sci-fi. I, I'm
2: not, but I'm saying like, and I think Keith had said in our group chat that it was like mythology, mythology retellings, which is. Super in right now. Right.
1: Oh yeah, very much. Not so. only that, it's really difficult because you have to stick with canon, at least. true. I mean, partially, right.
2: anyway. Well, and like per- the Percy Jackson TV series is coming out, so like all those mythology things are going to be it's gonna like spin back up. Spin hard. back up. She would have been gravy. She could have ridden the Percy Jackson. She's looking at the computer. I'm
3: just making sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: um, that would like... make sure I get all this good gold. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you think about it, when Percy Jackson drops, that's going to skyrocket oh, yeah. Greek and mythology and stuff again because Mm. kids are gonna be going, Oh, I want more of that. I want more Percy Jackson type things. And she would have been positioned perfectly for it and she just fucked it up.
0: She said, Nope. I'm gonna do this instead.
3: Yeah. She's like, instead, I'm gonna make my own villain origin story. You know she photoshops her Facebook (laughs) photos. Oh at (laughs)
2: least
3: It might not even be her. It might not
2: be.
1: She might have picked somebody out specifically and then... She picked an alias. An alias to be her Facebook
2: Yep. Photo. She probably, she went, Google image she probably went to
1: Hobby Lobby and took out one of the inserts that are in the...
3: In <laughs> <laughs> the photos went, yep, this is me.
2: And then people see it and they're like, why does that picture look so familiar? I see you everywhere. <laughs> Man, I didn't know you had a past life as a stock photographer photo.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be another facet to the story where, <laughs> oh my God, that's not even her picture. It
2: <laughs> could be. It could be. We all have that w- so far out of control. <laughs>
1: I know. We all have that one friend who photoshops the crap out of everything that oh, they do. I, and then you I, see him
3: in person and you're like, wait a minute. I, but you know, I, sometimes I, you need that <laughs> clutch
2: friend in a moment with you made a bad outfit choice and you hate your picture to be like hey can you just like shimmy that waistline in a little bit while you're working on whatever you're doing
3: in right. all seriousness though <laughs> can you I, do that for me for in real life yeah right
1: <laughs> i actually had that happen with somebody i hadn't seen in a really long time and i had been conversing with her on facebook for i mean years we got together i had seen her picture the day before And she was at least 200 pounds heavier when she walked to my door.
2: Oh, so she hadn't updated any pictures. No, she
3: was was
1: photoshopping every
3: single picture she put up. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, you can't believe photos, let me tell you. I online dated. You cannot believe photos. that That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So Goodreads put the list out. Did you vote?
0: I did. Did Did any
1: of the ones you voted for make it?
0: Oh, you're asking me to remember things. (laughs) Um, I think maybe one. Yeah, I don't remember the list now.
1: Okay. Well, in fiction, it was Yellowface. Historical fiction was Wayward. Mystery thriller was The Housemaid's Secret. Romance was Happy Place. Romanticy, which makes me want to gag. It's the was best. Fourth Wing. Hellbent was fantasy. In the Lives of Puppets was science fiction.
2: <laughs> That's a whole <laughs>
0: lot of no's happening <laughs> no over no there. So far.
1: Horror was Holly. I did read that, but.
0: I read it, but I didn't vote for it.
1: I didn't either. That whore. Young adult fantasy was Divine Rivals. Young adult fiction was Check and Mate. Debut novel was Wayward. Nonfiction was Poverty by America. Memoir was Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Uh, the Wager.
0: I have read The Wager. I think I voted for that one.
1: And Being Henry by Henry Winkler was a humor.
0: The
2: only one that I voted for that won was Britney. I think I voted for Fourth Wing just because it was Fourth Wing, and I didn't know any of the other options. So, see,
1: I think that's what happens about ninety freaking percent of the time. Oh yeah, people oh, just yeah. vote for the popular thing, whether they read it or not, and it makes me cross. Well, I figure if I bought it, no. the odds are
2: <laughs> no, it's probably an
1: okay book. Don't tell me that you have never bought a book you hated, liar,
2: liar. Very rarely, we've t- we've talked about the fact that yeah. I do a lot of research before I buy a book. <laughs>
1: research as in walking through the bookstore and going, oh my god, that's such a cute cover! Yes. Yeah, but Martha, not
3: everybody is as book snobbish as you are. Oh, I am
4: not! You, I mean, yes, you, you are. don't like
3: a lot of books. <laughs> I like almost every single book that I read. Yeah. It's very rare that I don't like a book. Fine. Fine. I am a little particular.
2: Particular. That's what we're going to call it. Okay.
3: <laughs> not snobbish. <laughs> particular, P-
2: particular. I'm just particular but i do agree though i think sometimes the buzziest book wins oh, absolutely. goodreads it has no vo- actual like <laughs> but
1: they carry everybody a lot of weight I, everybody right. that i talked to that read Yellowface didn't agree that it should have won
2: see and a lot of people i like uh, on the book world say they really liked it
0: so i don't know i've I, to me that's been one that either everybody is really into or really not yeah, yeah. i haven't heard anybody say yeah, it's all right
1: yeah I, I didn't finish it <clears throat>
2: I didn't.
0: I've I've not read it. Yeah. I haven't either.
1: It's kind of like and Donna didn't like it either. <laughs> <Love> it or, <laughs> or you hate it. Hate it.
2: No. <laughs> but they do carry a lot of weight. So if it, you know, they're if they get too skewed, right? You mm. know, publishers and stuff are like always like Goodreads finalists, Goodreads winners. See, I just oh, wonder
1: absolutely. about. Th- I wonder if they campaign like they do for the Oscars. Lobbyists. I lo- bet, lo- lobby. oh, sure. bet there's some of that. I bet
0: there's some
2: of that. Because mm. you know, some influencers got copies of those books. Like book talk people, that, and oh, it just doubly. makes me even. Totally. Uh, that <laughs> makes me even
1: madder. Now I'm mad. <laughs> but you have to remember Why who did owns. did I think of
2: that? But now you have to remember who owns Goodreads. Don't Rafe. care. Don't care. Yes, you do. Don't care. Yeah, because guess I where know they who he buy is. all yes. the books from? I know. <laughs> well, we don't, but. Anyway. But it does it does sway people if you're walking through the store and you're like, Oh, this oh, has absolutely. a good read sticker on it, like, woo, oh, and they'll look, pick it up. It's a popular
0: so kid. I just interviewed uh, Emily Hobeck whose book Shark Heart was nominated, like in oh, the first round. Nice. And yeah, she said as soon as that came out there was an uptick.
2: Yeah. Even well, just being
0: on which, the finals um, list. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, yeah. What genre was she in?
0: It's uh she was in debut and then I think just fiction, because her book is odd it would be hard to figure out exactly where it fits gotcha it's a little bit odd it's
1: not in the fiction <laughs> a little bit odd sort
2: of really <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> really we've had this conversation it. before
2: <laughs> a little bit odd it it describes me quite a little bit but i could see that even just being a finalist that pe- oh, people because yeah. people are looking <laughs> for the end of the year list that's
0: it you start seeing things on that list and then get interested in yeah oh what's this about
2: yeah because even if it never made a front table somewhere right now it's in front of you kind of like a Digital front table. A whole
0: lot of people at one time. Yeah.
2: Well, I just want to tell you guys
1: that one day I'm going to be on that list. Okay. We'll make sure we vote for you. Can we Don't. Go? Don't vote for me unless you like the book.
3: I am going to say, if <laughs> I like the book. That's exactly so right. So it needs to be
0: genuine. Can,
3: <laughs> can, I'm not interested we get a fan, in pity votes.
2: Can we get a fan fiction voting section? Because I could probably hold my own there. I mean, half Actually. of the stuff in YA today is fan fiction. Started that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I missed the boat. I was too late to the party. It's never too late. My seventh grade self, man, would have ruled that. <laughs> Dude, some of those
1: fan fiction people are rocking it.
2: I know. I'm freaking jealous, honestly. Well, then why aren't you getting on it? My story has lost its plot long That's ago. That's why you
0: have to start <laughs> over.
1: What did you say the name was of the?
0: Shark Heart, a love story.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's um, the guy from the floating bookstore had oh, it. Oh, yeah, had it up. It's a know.
0: good book. I go. was surprised because it's not the kind of thing that I normally read. And I was...
1: Does it have romance in it?
0: Yeah, but not... See, so the face you're making right Stop now is the hating. same face that I make when I think, okay, because it's Shark Heart, a love story. Right. And because I was interviewing her, I was like, ah, I guess I should probably read the book. And at least a little bit of it and really got into it because it's not... There is a love story, but it's not a romance novel. Oh, okay. okay. And again, the husband turns into a great white shark. Like, that's not a spoiler. That's That's... Ah. Yeah, see? Oh, that face. Book. You're in it. Oh, You're in it now. That, yes. oh, Martha is in it. I am She's like, totally <laughs>
3: going to read that now. Where's my phone? I got to mark. It'd be just like that uh, dolphin sex I was going to say, did. God, yeah. are we going back to the dolphin, dolphin sex, sex. That was,
1: which, which, What, what, was what There was more than one. <laughs> I can't remember what that was called. I've read a lot of weird-ass books.
3: <laughs> Didn't they have, like, an obsession with, like, mannequins, too, or something in There's that book? Oh, yeah, there were sex so, mannequins in that one, were too. There were
2: so many things in that book. Can't, we, none of us remember what the book is but we know I it was got dolphin I get dolphin sex and.
1: ready for it was i think it was called like ready for love
2: that sounds not correct it was not just correct. awful wow
1: i mean funny hilarious <laughs> awful anyway crazy i suppose we. Should, how in the hell are we gonna transition well that? so be- i don't know how how much of that we're gonna leave in so let's not try to do a specific okay. transition
2: so i got super excited this week because i was on facebook scrolling around mm-hmm. and the first thing that popped up on my facebook was deborah harkness announced the fifth book in the discovery of witches series and i have never sent a text message to my friend rachel so fast in my life in <laughs> all caps screaming oh my god because her new book is coming out in July of next year and it's The Blackbird Oracle and it's the 5th book in the Discovery or it's all the All Souls series which is Discovery of Witches.
3: That's pretty popular, isn't it? Oh my god,
2: it's my favorite. It's one of the first series that I picked up
3: I've heard people talk about it. Yeah, well, You've heard you me would talk like about it. how much I hated well, it. Well, people at work
2: too. because it's like <laughs> Twilight, but like grown up and
0: grittier. <laughs>
1: Which, no, it's like Twilight. It is. You just not grown I'm up out. and grittier. <laughs> no, but, but
0: are there they're sparkly not, vampires? No,
2: out, he doesn't I'm sparkle. Out. He doesn't. No, he's like kind of gruff and. He's Matthew Good in the TV show, which yum.
1: He's a roofer. He's right? a what? Isn't he a roofer? Oh
2: yes, in his past, in his early yes. Yeah, that's how he yeah. Roofer. <laughs> <That laughs> was I was slang like, I wasn't aware. I know, of. I did too. I was like, like what? what? A
3: he works on roofs, or yeah. he likes to roof. Yeah, he's drinks. like a builder, yeah. builder guy. You know, he <laughs> no, had
0: that's his a roofier, shirt on. That's and whatnot. different. yes oh,
3: Okay. But I'm Somebody super excited around the roofies. <laughs> I
2: didn't know she was even working on it because she had she had been ill with cancer. And so no, I don't think anyone had any idea that she was actively writing something. And well, yeah, she go just girl. like dropped that and I lost my shit. <laughs> well, and yep. That was one of the first books I, of series I that got super- me back into reading. And I really literally picked up her book because it was on a table and it her last name is Harkness. So that immediately made me think of Doctor Who. And oh, Jack solid, Harkness, solid. Oh, yeah, and the the cover was like Tardis blue, and I was like, Ooh. I don't even care how bad this book is. Like it's got two out of like two things. It, like, a sign of it did have a cool cover.
3: It. What was that you were saying about researching books? It looked like the Tardis, so <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie. That's I think a point. It, yes, and I do think it's time for
1: us to transition into actual reviews now, Bonnie. Wow. Damn it. <laughs> we
3: gotcha. Damn. Well, speaking of big news on authors that we love, Mm -hmm. or I do. Kristen Hanna has a new book coming out. Drew Kilman with Macmillan Audio. Sent me the audio version of this book. Again? Yes, nice. I told you he gets me. Oh, I need I to meet to... him in person and like give him roses and chocolates or something. We need to email him and ask if he
2: heard you call him his book bitch last week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I meant that in you a really very did. loving way. No. <laughs> if I call you my bitch, that means I love you. <laughs> I'm kind of sure like a gritty vampire. We,
2: <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> we sure did tag Macmillan Audio in our <laughs> social posts. <laughs>
3: Well, tell well, him I also like audiobooks. get in the email get into the email and see he sends all kinds of books out. But I will
2: pre-screen it for you okay? you okay. I snagged this one
3: up so fast because Kristen Han is the one who wrote The Nightingale.
2: Yes yes. I'm
3: she's a terrific author. And this one is called The Woman. So the woman is about Frankie McGrath and it starts out and she's young. Like 17 years old, lives in a rich household in California, very conservative, um, spoiled, sheltered. My kind of character, right? I did not like the character at the beginning of the book. I will admit it fully. Her dad is very pro-military. He would have joined the military, but he could not pass his physical. I can't remember exactly what was wrong, but he didn't pass the physical, so he couldn't join the military. But her older brother did, and her, her dad even has something he calls the hero wall that he puts pictures of all of the men in the in their family who serve in the military. And of course, you know Finley went up on the wall. I just would like to mention Finley is also the name of my fish. Oh my! Thought that was pretty funny. You Anyways. named your fish
2: Finley. I have so many questions, <laughs> but continue. <laughs> So, does he play a violin? Does he Irish dance? Like what? How does the fish end up named Finley?
3: Because he has fins. Oh, he's Finley, Sir. swims a lot.
2: At least he's titled. At least he's titled. He's knighted. He's knighted. <laughs> knighted. <laughs> Finley,
3: Sir, swims a lot. <laughs> Jesus.
2: I'm so glad that before Queen Elizabeth died, she knighted your fish.
3: Listen, my fish has been through a lot. When I first got him, he's a beta. Oh, he he didn't all because he. (laughs) Jesus Christ! The person that had him before didn't know that you weren't. You could not not put. Oh, because they fight betas in a tank together, and she put betas in the tank together. So you named your (laughs) fish.
0: Finless fish. It was an aspirational name. <laughs>
3: <Finley>. Sir Finzelot. <laughs> Sir Finzelot. <laughs> well, I named my deaf dog Echo, so... Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we need to send you to a <laughs> seminar <or> something funny.
2: <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Okay, back to oh, your... Wait, I'm crying now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, so Frankie's older brother, uh, Frankie is short for Francis, I should say, um, has joined the military, and he goes off to war. This is Vietnam War time. She decides that she wants to be a hero, too. So she goes down and joins the military to be a nurse. She's gone to school for nursing. She passed straight A's, but she doesn't really have any experience. And of course, this rich, sheltered girl goes to Vietnam and is very culture shocked. And she regrets her decision. But of course, you know, she finds her way, gets more experience, and makes friends. And she actually signs up for two tours of duty. And of course, you know, while she's over there, there's a lot of military guys. And Brown she has a little bit of romance. Mm-hmm. But one particular romantic encounter she has is a guy named Rye who...
2: Like Rye or Rye like the bread?
3: Rye like the bread. Okay. Who is actually one of her brother's best friends. So two tours of duty and then she comes home and she immediately starts having problems. You know, this is right at the beginning of when they're first starting to understand PTSD and they think that it's something that only affects... Men in combat. So she even tries to go to like some VA hospitals and stuff, and they tell her, you know, women weren't in Vietnam. What are you doing here? You need to go find a women's group. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what she runs into. Part of that's in the, the description. I don't want to give too much away on the book, but she runs into problems makes lots of bad decisions and I will say that I did like her character better when she was making bad decisions. <laughs> I don't know Bonnie, what's wrong I have with me. so many questions <laughs> for you this week. You know and it's just kind of tells a tale of how she gets through it, how she copes uh, about her friends, uh, mainly about her because she really has a hard time and it also kind of tells of women in military and how they did not get the recognition that the the men did. Mm-hmm. It it was you know like at the beginning of this book in the '60s, women weren't even allowed to be on the pill unless they were married. Mm-hmm. But that <laughs> just tells you what the time was the how repressed, how very I shouldn't say repressed, how very different. And in Repressed would be kind of the right word. In the same respect, one of her... No, no.
0: I'm staying way out of this conversation. (laughs) You guys go crazy. I
3: was just going to say how very different it was for women back then. How very very limited they were. It was a great book. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away. Like I said, lots of bad decisions. She basically went through hell and she kept asking for help and nobody would give it to her. And, of course, you know, the writing is was excellent there are some cheesy parts in it like i can't even remember the line now but i was like oh that's so <laughs> cheesy <laughs> but it's kind of fun when they're a little cheesy it is but yeah it was a wonderful book i loved it this book is coming out in february of 2024
2: oh you're way ahead so, of the curve yeah <laughs> but you can put it on you hold can put it on the library yeah
3: yeah so i or would pre-ordered. say mm-hmm. pre-order put those holds in because you're going to want to read it. I loved it. And thank you again, my very good friend Drew, for sending <laughs> us that book. And McMillan oh, <laughs> Audio for letting him send us that book. Yeah. That again was Kristen Hanna, the woman. Would you like to go next, Jay?
0: Let's do it, yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about the new book from Lou Burney. Uh, Lou is an Oklahoma City author. He is the chair of the English department, I think, at uh, Oklahoma City University. Uh, His new book is called Dark Ride. Um, You might be familiar with Lou's uh, earlier book called The Long and Far Away Gone, which is the, in my not-so-humble opinion in this one, quintessential Oklahoma City novel. Um, It was
1: very good. I read it, too. A
0: fantastic book, Mm -hmm. and if you have grown up in Oklahoma City like I have— You recognize every single place he talks about from 25 years ago and from now. So fantastic, long and far away gone. Dark Ride is his new one, came out in September, I think that's right. Also set in Oklahoma City, kind of. So I had a chance to interview Lou, quick plug, um, in October. And we were talking about that if you're from Oklahoma City, you're going to recognize it in the book. But if you don't, if you're not, then you probably won't. Um, there's a Frontier City Uh, kind of amusement park, but Uh it's not Frontier City. If you've ever driven around the suburbs of Oklahoma City, you're going to recognize the neighborhoods that he's talking about, but none of them are named or anything like that. And the reason, interestingly, so Long and Far Away Gone, as I rabbit trail for a moment, (laughs) is about a guy coming back to Oklahoma City and coming home. And so he really wanted to make Oklahoma City a big part of the book. Dark Ride, the lead character, his name's Hardly, is trying to get out. And so it's more of just a kind of blank any city because in the character's mind, the city doesn't matter very much.
2: Oh, interesting. In long,
0: long and far away gone, it really did. So he kind of left a little more amorphous and he wanted to be able to play with things like Frontier City that's not Frontier City and that kind of thing. The book is centers on a young man named Hardly. That's his nickname. It's not actually his name. 21-year-old slacker, stoner dude, kind of just rolling through life, whatever. He has to go to the DMV one day to deal with a parking ticket. And sees these two kids sit on a bench and just notices they look really sad, kind of sullen, just kind of slumped over, which is not normal for kids sitting on a bench. They're pretty wild. And then he looks closer and starts to see things that he perceives as signs of abuse. Oh. And so, you know, kind of just tripping through life, but he sees this. And as he's looking more closely at them, this woman comes out of another office, grabs them up, and off they go. For whatever reason, something in his mind says, I should tell somebody about what I've seen. And so he goes into the office that the woman just come out of and says, hey, who was that? Well, it's, you know, government offices, so they're not giving out any information. He tries to get some help. They say, well, maybe you should go talk to DHS about it. He goes to DHS. He has zero information about these kids and this woman. He just knows that somebody should help them because he thinks there's something going on, realizes very quickly he's not going to get any help that they're not going to investigate, they're not going to move as quickly as he feels like these kids need to be helped. So he just decides to take it on himself. So now here's 21-year-old slacker, stoner, hardly, conducting an investigation into a possible abuse case of these two children who he has no idea who they are. And the book is his attempt to find out what's going on, to find out who these kids are, to find out who their parents are, to kind of wander through the city and. He's not good at it. So this isn't one of those where, like, the guy, <laughs> the guy becomes an investigator and suddenly he's Sherlock Holmes. This is still 21-year-old slacker stoner dude trying to figure out how to find these kids. And so he rolls into their school one day, um, kind of stock talks them in their neighborhood. All kinds of mistakes get made. <laughs> but uh, to me, it's, that's part of the beauty of it is uh, he's not perfect. He's not good at it. And what you get to see over time is as he gets a little more clear headed and gets a little bit of help, there's another investigator that kind of takes him under a wing and says, well, think about this and this. He's still not good, but he begins to make progress. And so eventually you begin to find out that parents are into some things that might be problematic and there's some other stuff going on that causes problems for him as Mm -hmm. he's finding out things he's not supposed to find out. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll be very vague in all of that. Uh, but the book is told from Harley's point of view, and so you get to see him progress as he becomes more clear-headed, as he becomes more focused. His thought processes change, and it's not just, well, somebody's got to do something or I've got to do something. He begins to be able to make plans. He begins to be able to think about, okay, well, if I do this, then this might happen, which really makes for an interesting book because you get to see him progress in a very short amount of time into somebody who is passionate about these kids and helping them but also just kind of a little more aware of the world around him than he was uh, when he started. Um, There's some great side characters. There's another guy that works with him at the amusement park who is kind of just the, you know, puppy in the Spike cartoons. What are we doing today? What are we doing today? Willing to help with whatever he can. I mentioned the other investigator. He's got another friend that kind of comes along and and helps out. It is got some great action sequences, got some good crime kind of stuff that goes on. There is a little bit of a trigger warning because the kids are abused and there's some some problems there. So if you have problems with harm to children, this might not be a book to check out. Although it's not extreme, if I can say it that way. Uh, but the way that Bernie writes characters is fantastic and hardly is another one of these. Just it's great to see his thought process. It's great to see him grow mature. And the other thing about this book that I appreciated is it's not terribly long.
2: Oh, nice.
0: I just finished a thriller that was like 450 pages that could have been 250 pages. Dark Ride is 250 pages. It just it starts and it just takes off and keeps going until the end, which it's linear, which makes it just a, a more entertaining read because there's not those moments where they go wander off somewhere and you're like, what's happening here? Um, so that's Dark Ride by Lou Burney, Oklahoma City guy, Oklahoma City author. Highly recommend it to anybody. If you're into crime thrillers, go for it.
2: Sounds good. Yeah. I always like when you know where the, it's set.
0: There's something about that, right? It is. When you just... You know, oh, I know where that street is, or I know what that building yes. looks like. You just kind of—it's like you get to play along. You're in on it.
2: Ready Player One being set in in, in
1: Oklahoma yeah. City, yeah. except for uh, we were just talking about that the other day. How every time we get the chance like that, that was such a great chance, and they moved it to someplace else. Yep. Yep. Well, if Lou <laughs> gets his made into a movie, it damn sure better
2: be shot in this Oklahoma
1: City. This would be City. a
0: fantastic movie, by the way.
2: Yeah. I could see it being a really good It'd movie. It would be a good movie. Or, like, a, even like a mini-series, like a one-off series. Like, oh, yeah. Like an eight-episode.
0: Yeah, just kind like, of a limited series. Limited deal.
2: series. Maybe we shouldn't build the new arena on top of the production studio. I'm just saying. Anyway. Yeah, we're not getting into that. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, this week, because it's December and we all know that December is basically Valentine's Day for me, we have a romance. So this week I am reviewing Love Light Farms by B.K. Borison. And this book is adorable. So we have Stella and she and her mother bought a Christmas tree farm years ago. Her mother has since passed away. They're in a small town up east uh, somewhere. I'm not 100% sure where at the top of my head. And she has her best friend, Luca. And then she has a couple other friends that work on the farm as well. And the farm is kind of struggling. They've had a lot of unexpected expenses. Things keep breaking. Part of their Christmas tree, the Southfield mysteriously died. Weird things happening. So they've had to spend a little bit more money than normal. So she's kind of panicking that the farm is going to go under. And it's in this cute little town. And it's like living in Mayberry. Like everybody knows everybody. (laughs) And it's fabulous. But So there's an Instagram influencer named Evelyn St. James who is hosting a contest and going to different places and visiting them and highlighting them in her blog and on her Instagram and stuff. And if you win, it's a $100,000 prize. So that could save the farm pretty easily. So Stella enters the contest, and because she thinks that... It would be a more romantic tale if her and her boyfriend owned the farm together. She lies on the application and says, my boyfriend and I run the farm. Well, kick her. No boyfriend. Just BFF Luca. So Luca comes to visit. She's like hemming and hawing, trying not to tell him. And it's like a couple weeks out till this girl's supposed to come. And she's trying to be like, how do I just kind of be like, hey, can you play my fake boyfriend while she's here? Because I kind of told her we were dating. And so he keeps being like what are you not telling me? And she's like nothing everything's fine. I'll see you in a couple weeks when you're home for whatever Thanksgiving or whatever it is. And he's like mm, okay. So he's on to her kind of. And so he gets there and they're sitting there talking and she goes, "I need you to be my boy, my to be my boyfriend." And he goes, "Okay." And she's like, "Well, not for real." But like and she kind of misses the fact that he didn't hesitate, <laughs> that he was just like, "Yep, yeah, sure." And she's just convinced that like she loves him, but he can't possibly love her because that just can't be, right? Like, he, she can't, he can't love her as much as she loves him. And so they start going on test runs because, you know, they have to let people know that they're together, sort of, you know, because if she goes and interviews people in the town, they can't be like, no, they're not together. So they go out to the town, come to find out, this town has a betting pool on how long it would be before these two actually got together. And so they go into town and everyone's like, damn it, I lost the bet. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, there's a pool. There's a chart. We all have picked like our amount. And so they've they've been best friends for like 10 years. So it's not like, oh, they met two years ago and everyone's waiting for this moment. And so they basically kind of just fall into that. She's like, well, what if we just kind of fake date for a while? And he's like, yeah, sure. Great. Sounds like a plan. She's like, but what if we she's like, well, then when it's done, we can just like stop dating. And he's like, "Or, or not. And she's like missing all of the as the reader, you're like sister. It's written in the like neon lights over his head. Like pay attention, and she is just convinced that she has she has some abandonment issues just because her dad was never around and he ha- he's an asshole uh, basically, um, and then her mom has passed, so she just has you know issues with feeling like she's not good enough, and so the whole story is just kind of there adventure in this fake dating it is spicy i would say i'd only give it like two megan blushes no peppermint spicy
1: peppermint spicy
2: peppermint spicy peppermint spicy i'd say like two and a quarter megan blushes great it's not like a fade to black situation but it's not 50 shades but it just is kind of their their journey of and will they get together will they not be together will the the woman coming for the contest find out that she lied well, or how, what's going to happen if she finds out if they lied, you learn more about the mysterious incidences that keep happening on the farm because she hasn't really told anybody about him. She hasn't told the sheriff who's kind of like her adopted dad, like he's real protective of her. And so one incident happens and they end up having, they tell him about that one. And then, and then all the like dom- dominoes fall and she starts telling him everything else. And he's like, what in the fuck? Like, why have you not come to me until now? So you kind of there's a little bit of a mystery of what's happening at the farm, and this is the first in the Lovelight series. So my guess is the next characters will be the people that work with her and kind of get more of their stories. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was adorable, and I uh, need to move to a small town and own a Christmas tree farm <laughs> immediately. So I really enjoyed it. It was super cute. I would recommend it. It was one of those, you know, I heavily researched at Target by looking at the cover.
3: <laughs> is it TARDIS blue?
2: No, it's teal. Close.
3: <laughs> um,
2: and they're and it matches all the
3: other books on her shelf. It does.
2: Definitely recommend a good little Christmas read. And that is Lovelight Farms by B.K. Borison.
3: Martha, I know you have a Christmas romance for us. I do. Yep. Christmas romance on the moon. Mm. <laughs> And I imagine somebody's killing somebody. Yeah, Aliens. Ki- kind of, kind of. Um, somebody dies. Somebody, many somebodies die actually in this
1: particular book. But uh, what I'm reviewing this week is science fiction. It's called The Oxygen Farmer by Colin Holmes.
3: So it's about a farm. Yeah. In yeah. a small town, it's just so on the moon.
1: Factions. Small town on the moon.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. I picked this up for obvious reasons. Because it was sci-fi and it was new. And I got in line for it, just like I do for all the new sci-fi. And I knew right away, I know this is really weird, but does anybody else get favorite audiobook narrators? Yes. Yes. Okay, so this guy was the narrator for one of my very favorite... I, I looked it up afterwards because I'm like, oh my God, this guy's voice! After I finished reading it. The Kind Worth Killing by, um, what the hell was that guy's name? Peter Swanson, one of my favorite mystery novels of all time. And the same guy read, and I can't pronounce his name, so that's why I'm not pronouncing <laughs> his name. But anyway, so I knew right away, just deep down, I was going to love this book as I was listening to it. Most of the time, science fiction can be very predictable. But the thing that I liked about this one was it's near enough future to be able to relate very well to some of the things that are currently going on. So there was, a, there was a very strong tether to the present in a few of the characters that are very obviously current billionaires who are trying to go to Mars, for example. The main character, his name is, he goes by Mill, born in the year 2000 and his parents named him Millennium.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, right.
2: Ouch. That's rough. Not me I singing know, right? Backstreet Boys in my head yeah. the minute you said that title.
1: And he has been living on the moon for 35 years, and he is an oxygen farmer. So he takes the dirt, makes oxygen, and they use it for fuel and for breathing and whatnot on the from moon. From the moon? Wait. From the moon? Yeah. They, do they import it to Earth? no. No, they use it for the people who are living on the moon. Oh, we've okay. I'm sorry, I missed that because there are a few people living on the so moon, so you have to like buy your own. But oxygen. is it the dark
2: side of the moon?
1: Well, the dark side it's of the moon album. does come in.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay was with me. I got you. Yeah,
3: yes. so anyway, um, <laughs> that's where you get the bad oxygen. Yeah, that's right. Uh,
1: he is estranged from his daughter who is now a very powerful politician on Earth. They don't speak. He does speak to his granddaughter, however. and His granddaughter is very excited because she gets on the the very first mission to Mars. She gets chosen. And so she's on her way up. They're going to slow and then head to Mars. Well, of course, it doesn't go right. Everything starts to go wrong about that point. Mill is coming back from delivering some things to wherever he's delivering them to on the moon and his old vehicle breaks down and there's nobody free to come and fix it for him so he's just gonna have to walk because that's what you do on the moon in the year 2077 you have your own little boots that give you a little boost and you just hop your way home if your vehicle is out of juice so he's hopping his way home, and there's a section on the moon that's an exclusionary zone. You're not allowed to go in the area. And, of course, his, his thing starts going off and saying, oh, no, you can't go in there. It's not supposed to go in there. He's like, ah, fuck it. It's shorter. I'm going this way. So he goes walking across, and he trips over something, and he falls, and he discovers that there's a trapdoor there
2: on is, the moon. Is the moon made of cheeses?
1: No, it Damn. is not made of cheese. He finds that there's actually this bunker on the moon, and it looks like it's been there a really long time. And then his suit starts going off, going, radiation alert. Bah, 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 you got to get out. So he gets out, hauls ass out of there, takes off. Well, they don't really notice it right away, but they do notice it when he calls up his granddaughter, who is actually hasn't arrived on the moon yet, and asks her to check into it. Because he doesn't have clearance. Mm. So all she does is look it up. And it immediately gets flagged. She gets pulled off the Mars mission. Because she's already on her way there by then. And everything starts to go awry. And the whole story is based around what he found in that bunker. And how it's all connected. And it's it's the most... It's definitely got to be a movie. It's one of those books <laughs> that is just made for TV, like right now. It it has all the things that m- make it one of those action movies that people are going to want to watch. Having said all that, you know I get really cross when it has a bow on it at the end.
2: Oddly enough, yes, it you have do. it a bow?
1: <laughs> it had the most ridiculous, gaudy, disgusting bow on it at the end.
3: Completely implausible bullshit. Like a bow that goes on... A Christmas tree top, worse, and comes on all the, the way car. Down.
0: Lots of glitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I just Gold get mad when when stu- you know completely implausible bullshit happens just just to make the ending nice. Yeah. So that's that's the big caveat here. It was a really good book. It went really fast. It was short. Mm, it was like seven eight hours. I think it was not a, not a very long book. And very enjoyable. The, the main character, Mill, is a very crotchety old guy. He is very likable, oddly enough. Because All, he's flawed, see? He's very flawed. And his being estranged from his daughter is like a big part of the story, obviously. We find out that his wife actually died when she was going back to Earth, basically this shuttle blew up as it left the moon. And his wife died. And then he he didn't go home to take care of his daughter. And that's mm. why there's a rift between them. Because she thinks he ought to gone home. And he knows he couldn't have gone home because if he had left, he was the only one that had all of the know-how to deal with what was happening on the moon. It wouldn't have happened if he hadn't stayed. So... so that all of that complication and all of the things that happened on the moon and the things that are happening politically now on Earth as he's telling the story. And as I said, the billionaire who was wanting the flight to go in the first place, you see all of these things come together. And it was was a really well thought out, well put together story until the ending, (laughs) which really sucked. But I would still recommend the book. Just disregard the last...
0: Just stop 10 pages before the end?
1: Oh, it, 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 not everybody gets as pissed off as I do about endings I like, that, like so. things with a bow. Yeah, well, it was a ridiculous one. I bow.
0: will tell you, there's there's a book by Kim Stanley Robinson, which... Uh, something It's very similar to what you're talking about, On the Moon. And the last two pages made me so... Yeah furious because of this very thing is like well that makes no sense exactly I don't mind it all the time but there are times where it's just easy normally
1: it pisses me off to the point where I won't recommend it or even review it but in this case the story was just so good it just you know it just ticked all the right boxes and I think that it will definitely translate to screen very well I think it would be the kind of thing that would be just really popular right now. I could be wrong. I would like somebody else to read it to let me know what they think of it. And that was called "The Oxygen Farmer" by Colin Holmes. I looked him up. The guys from Texas. So hey, maybe I'll he's, even get him an
2: autograph at the deal.
1: Maybe he, he's a
2: neighbor.
3: Even though I hated your ending, Colin, <laughs> that's, that's no way hurt to get you
2: with the autograph. It might,
1: it might <laughs> yeah. hurt. Yeah, that's might not going
3: to get you an autograph. I know, but I have to be you honest. You say even though the ending wasn't. My choice. Have you ever known me
1: to mince word? Never. It's what makes me the crotchety old bitch I am. (laughs) Anyway. Start calling you Mill. You can call me Mill.
2: See, if it were a Vonnie book, I'd say they find, like, lost Nazi gold in the the (laughs) The moon bunker. bunker.
3: Hitler.
1: It's Hitler's (laughs) skeleton. I almost reviewed the new one by Rachel Maddow. She's going on my, maybe... A year-end list. You guys are such bitches about that. I don't know.
2: So every year, every year, we sit here face-to-face with Martha and have this conversation again because we record it tomorrow. Five books with one honorable
0: mention. Oh, yeah.
2: She thinks because she goes last that she gets to just change the rules.
0: (laughs) I'm... So my daughter and I do a, a monthly show where we just talk about books we're what we're reading, what we're into. And there are very there are very clear rules about how this conversation <laughs> is gonna go. And I don't think in the year and a half we've been doing it that one or the other of us hasn't broken those rules every single time. So Martha, I'm with you. Thank you. I'm with <laughs> you. you. No,
2: don't encourage me. <laughs> it's <That's> that. just <laughs> really hard to choose. No, She's, this is the problem. She tries to say, oh, five in each genre? Well, I'll tell you what.
0: That's a I'll, tell you recording what. Right there. I'll tell you <laughs> That's what. I
2: know. I'll tell you what's the problem. If,
1: <laughs> if I don't end up choosing it as one of my
3: how about um, five in one genre, as long as we all do only one genre. <laughs>
1: No, that's not right.
3: The <laughs> genre that you are particular about, sci-fi, YA. No, because I don't know if I have five that are YA <laughs> this
1: year. <laughs> I think that if I don't use it for one of my year ends, I'll just review it after the first of the year. There you go. So, But that every time, time I hear a Bunker. Even though it's not my type of book at all. No, it's more my type of yeah, book. I think you should read it. There you I'm go. breaking the rules by talking about another book now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But you're not reviewing it. You're just telling Bonnie
3: she should read it. Yes, she should. That's fair.
0: Just noting it exists.
3: Noting that it
0: exists.
3: (laughs) That it exists in splendor. But, yeah. I should buy it and send it to my dad. Yeah, Who's hardcore Republican.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that would go great.
3: She (laughs) was was just in Tulsa. Hey, it's not about current politics at all. He just does not like (laughs) Rachel (laughs) (laughs) Maddow. Because we talk been, about uh, the books that we've read, and when I was reading hey, Rachel Maddow, he's like, eh. "You <laughs> read Bill O'Reilly,
1: so that's what's true." Okay, but that's true. His, some
3: of his are his. I like his to, books are actually really yeah,
1: good. This is uh, what I'm saying yeah. is that is that Rachel Maddow with this particular book should be able to fit into that category for people who don't like
0: transcend the
3: exactly yeah. because the way she has done her research. I don't know. I'm Just saying. I was thinking actually about buying my dad a Bill O'Reilly book for Christmas. I need to uh, call my sister and see what books he has. Which
2: ones he already has? Yeah. Check go. his
3: shelf. Do a little shelf peeping.
2: Shelf yep. Shelf peeping. Well, she was just at Magic City with Tol- in Tulsa. Magic City Books just had awesome. her. Well, it got rescheduled because she got the Rona, I think, the first time. I think that's right. Uh, so then they rescheduled. I might have
1: driven up there for that.
2: I will keep an eye on the schedule for you.
1: Thank you. Something to be my personal
2: secretary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I already did that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> With everything that involves famous people, you Megan need to is, keep it. It's us. her job. It's
2: Megan's job. <laughs> here, for here's us. what I need, Oklahoma local indie bookstores. I need you guys to make one damn calendar together. Seriously. <laughs> Magic City. I need Commonplace. I need Full Circle. Best of Bo- Put all that shit on one calendar but what an
0: incredible problem we have that there are so many of them true. doing so much great stuff that's that true. it is impossible to keep up
2: yeah. true very and true. and i'm sure i missed them because i'm sure green feathers probably doing stuff in norman that's I, and doesn't... the
1: floating bookshop.
3: shop there there's yeah. so
2: many everybody now. Yeah. yeah i
3: think we need to be on that best cities for book lovers remember we yeah. looked at that yeah. list yeah. and like
2: ours are so spread out that's the hard part
1: right but we're
2: here and that's all that really yeah. matters no more NBA. than dallas be true, but if you were trying to do, like, a book weekend, like, you'd have to plot your way around. We'd have to get a so we, party bus. We
0: did this two years ago for Christmas. My daughter and I did a book crawl across Oklahoma City, and it was before a lot of the current ones existed, mm-hmm. and it took all dang day. Yeah. Really? Like a book we crawl would be actually really
3: because we well, if you start, I think get to should Norman, do it. But, yeah, but you, we got
0: from our house all the way up to Commonplace and Best of Books in Edmund and then yes. back.
3: Yeah.
2: And then Bethany, there's one out in Bethany. We hit Deer Clan. yep. Yep, which I didn't get to during the... Bookstore
0: There's weekend. another one
2: called a, p-
0: a Pear, Pear Street.
1: Pear Street. Oh, I don't know that. One. That's a that's it's a new. newer one. No. Okay. There's a bunch of them. I and think
0: Bluebird
2: I think. and Edmund is that's where Commonplace I, is used commonplace. to be. That's
1: what I want for my birthday. <laughs> <What>? We could can- <laughs> a book Bookstore.
2: Okay. Oh. A bookstore. Don't <laughs> yeah, give her ideas. Listen, I'm in that. <laughs> I mean, we'll we can do a book crawl for your birthday. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's fun.
3: Instead of going to the book sale. No, she wants to do in both. In addition to going to the book sale. That is going to be a really long freaking weekend. It is.
2: <laughs> well, and you got to plan it. Like the one out in Bethany is only open some. Like they aren't right. all open every day of the weekend. When I did the indie bookstore crawl for indie mm. bookstore weekend, I missed. I couldn't get to Bethany. I was like, "There's just they can't get there because they weren't open the uh, like Sunday," mm. and I didn't plan on doing it. And one of my friends like, looked at this, and I was like, "What? What is this? Mm-hmm. Okay." And so then we like squeezed everything in as fast and well. We had till February to worry about it. It's us, true. Though what's the isn't there one over like by the railroad tracks what is that little bookstore but over by like the Capitol.
0: oh that's second story they're over next week oh yeah yeah yeah
2: i was just Wait, I, I, a cons- I, I started following but there was another Facebook. something there wasn't there i no. thought there was like a something else there
0: word of mouth used to be over there
2: but no. they're not there
0: now yeah because there's gone. like a little
2: sign on the i'm gonna have to look it up
0: is it you talking about bookish yes so Bookish is moving.
2: Oh, okay. So
0: they they've been there, oh, gosh, a year, year and a half okay. or so, and they just I just saw on Instagram, um, just got a lease or bought another building, and are in the process of transitioning oh, okay. everything over. And okay. then second stories, second stories, second story. Okay. Yep.
2: We got a lot of bookstores well, all a- of
1: no, This
0: That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's crazy, and they just keep they keep book popping up, and, and most breweries. of them don't go away.
3: Yeah. Bookstores and breweries. Yeah. We need to. What I was going to say is we need to make sure and write down which book. Stores sell alcohol and make sure and hit those ones last. Or else what we, we really will be doing the crawl. Okay, right, let's get it. Let's get a, like an old school map and start
1: marking the shit out of it. Do they even sell old school maps? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. You go down to the Quickie Mart. I'm sure we can find one. You can find a map, yeah.
3: If we do a book crawl, um, I'm thinking we're definitely going to have to Photoshop those Facebook pictures. <laughs> because I don't think we would be presentable enough after we've been in a book crawl. Listen, you've seen me at the live events. Yeah. And if there's alcohol involved, I don't know how to say no. If we I could don't. partner it's the a problem. book crawl with
2: Cider, I'd be set. Like, I don't hearts, do beer.
3: Hard cider?
1: Yeah, but if yeah. we do it right, or you wine. Guys, we'll yeah. just get a party bus. True.
0: That's genius.
1: And everybody can chip in a little bit. We'll have booze on the bus.
2: Eka,
0: I heard, <laughs> yeah, she
2: said, are uh, there
1: alcoholic and then dog And nobody
3: has to drive. <laughs>
0: we're going to have to warn these bookshop owners that uh, uh, bro, this crew is coming.
2: Believe they me. Won't re- they won't be ready. they will be, be kind of like
3: a bachelorette party, but, but girls, bro, we're going oh to come in with a... Uh, you know, headbands, with no, we, we instead are not of penises, not, and we books. Not, yeah. <laughs> we are
2: not Nashville bachelorette party bingoing this shit, okay?
3: Sure we are. I'll dust the damn
2: card off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we can change it up for book stuff. <laughs> Doesn't have to be dirty. Ooh, ruffle my pages. <laughs> At least not until... <laughs> We visit the ones that serve our alcohol.
1: <laughs> like I said, if we have a party bus, we don't have to wait. That's, That's true. true.
3: That's true. You can take it yeah, with us. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking, though, if we get too drunk too fast, what kind of books are we going to be buying? <laughs>
0: Anything like, that looks like oh the my TARDIS. Oh, Yep. This
3: yep. one's blue. Oh, my God.
0: This looks like my ex-boyfriend. Oh, my
3: God. I have, to have text it. him. <laughs> my book this week hurt
2: my own feelings, too, so... <laughs> That that that's true. We would have to take phones.
3: Is, we'd have to. We'd have people to people be texting exes. It'd be bad. Yep. We need at least one person to say sober enough to be on drunk text duty. No, you just we, and first, first phone photoshop duty because sure, you know that our drunk asses would be taking pictures and putting them on social media without any kind of oversight <laughs> and then the next morning Bonnie will be texting would you put that picture up on me? <laughs> oh my god! I look terrible in you... that picture take it off! <laughs> and
2: I'll be like no we all look terrible today."
3: I think, I think <laughs> Megan had a nip slip. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. girls.
0: If you made it this far, you are truly bookish. So go to Facebook and join your fellow book lovers on the Three Book Girls squad. Follow Three Book Girls on socials and be on the lookout for their next live event. Proud of their lack of shelf control, Three Book Girls is a Steel Trap production.